When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, right here on the Her Hoof Stats Podcast Network. Gabe, oh boy, it is percolating and oh, mm-hmm. it's simmering. Women's basketball on the college level is on and popping, but there has been some moves that have been made in the WNBA on the coaching side. But tonight is the draft lottery. So, so many things to talk about. I don't know where we start. You can tell us where we start and we'll just, we'll just take off. Uh, a comical amount of news, um, as as per usual in the women's basketball world, especially as it gets a little chilly. It's been raining today, so now it feels like real fall. Um, we had our first first uh, high school practices this week oh. tryouts and practices so i've been watching oh, a lot of basketball yeah oh yeah super exciting um but it finally it does feel like we're full almost like full swing in basketball um and the first week of the season had some really nice games some really great performances got to see some of the players that we've been missing and then also as you mentioned four head coaching hires in the WNBA. four of them since the last time we talked. I know. That's insane. That is insane. But they were so, saying it could be as many as six. So are there two more coming? Like, we don't know. I mean, are all the are all the vacancies filled? Because LA is yeah, filled, but, Connecticut's filled, Indiana's yeah. filled. Indiana. Yeah. I, you That's know, it. I thought, uh, I don't know. This was like right after the WNBA season ended. Mm-hmm. There were some speculatory comments being made that there could be as many as six so maybe it's just mm-hmm. going to be the four but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. never know well 
<laughs> I, I do think we should start though in college basketball before we yeah. get to the, the pros because the season just started and we got some we got some really nice performances, yeah. some nice games as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, anything yeah. stick out to you? I I have one item that I know will stick out to you, um, yeah. but any any <laughs> other players that you saw that you you were really impressed by or anything that caught your eye uh, in this first week? Yeah, I mean it was it was the opening day. Right. I think it or the next day yeah. it was the Indiana. I'm sorry. It was the Ohio State Tennessee game. We, we will talk about Ohio and Indiana Tennessee game as well. I know, which is why that was on my head, because I'm <laughs> always forward thinking. Um, but I had to take it back a couple days, you know, flashback Friday. But uh, yeah, this week, the Ohio State Tennessee game was phenomenal. Um, and it was packed in there. Mm-hmm. It was it was just a great atmosphere, but a great fight by Ohio State to get back into that game and not only get back into it, but overtake and win it against yeah. a really tough Tennessee team that has Jordan Horston back healthy. She played great, but it was just Ohio State's night that night. Well, and I, I think the press of Ohio State looked in midseason form. Um and you know that's that's such an awesome thing because I I feel like for Ohio State their when their press is going that's when they are at their best yeah. and that's exactly what happened. I mean J.C. Sheldon was all over the place in the backcourt. Uh, her length really stuck out to me in this game uh, yes. in a way that maybe it hasn't in the past. Like obviously we've, I've watched her, but this time around she just really was everywhere on those inbound passes, creating a havoc. And then offensively she played really well too. Um, but Ohio State looked really clean really in mid-season form Tennessee on the other hand a little sloppy um I think this was a really tough opponent for them in their first game so I'm not mm-hmm. quite as concerned about their long-term projections mm-hmm. but I did think they were very sloppy uh and and there's going to be teams that can do what Ohio State did to them later in the year so they're going to need to figure it out True. I, I had Tennessee in the NCAA tournament uh, uh the analysts on those games in mm-hmm. Yeah, I know one of the bugaboos was their ability to take care of the ball or or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you're right, against a team like Ohio State, I think there there were some issues with playing under pressure, right? And playing yeah. under duress and the ability to make plays out of being blitzed, right? right. And Ohio State, they're gonna they're gonna bring that to you. I mean, they really embraced their full court press last year and it just developed over time and all of a sudden now that has become who they are like Mm -hmm. you know you're going to get pressured you know you're going to get hemmed in on the sidelines you know you're going to get forced into the coffin corner yep and they rotate heavy out of the traps so they have two people on the ball two people one pass Mm -hmm. away and a safety so good luck trying to make a clean pass out of that and it's not just Oh, I'm going over here to trap. It's like, no, they're in your grill and they are forcing you to play sped up. And it, it's just really been fun to watch how that has become their philosophy and personality as a team. Uh, I love I love hearing you talk about the press, Christy. I know oh, it's, well, anyway, it's one of your favorites. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, so I love, I love, I would love hearing the breakdown of the press, but it, it is, it caused a ton of havoc. 29 turnovers, 29 yeah. turnovers. Uh, seven for Jordan Horston. And so despite Mm. 20 points and 13 rebounds, kind of negated out by those seven turnovers. But, you know, like I mentioned, first game of the season, let's not not go crazy. These big early season matchups are good to see, you know, just where the teams are to start. I I don't think how how predictive this is is not 
um, is not the point here. I think it's just more of, hey, where are these teams at? And I think Ohio State just looks um, more together, more in sync. And that's not all that surprising considering that, you know, this team has largely been together. Um, Taylor Mikesell, too. You know, we don't talk yeah. enough about her. 25 points. Five, uh, what was she? Four of 10 from three. She she was five of eight from two, four of 10 from three. Um, mm. It's just more more threes than twos. Always a little weird to see. Um, but yeah. she she was unbelievable. So, um, yeah. No, I, I think Ohio State looking good. Obviously, conference regular season champion last year. Did, did, did it change anything for you in terms of where you see them in the Big Ten? Do you see them? You know, obviously, we still it has that hasn't gone down, but does it push them more, be, right. maybe more towards the top? I think so. I mean, you know, that was they were battle tested in that game, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, they had to fight for it. It wasn't like they they led wire to wire in that one. They had to really grit that one out. Yeah. So, yes, I, I was impressed to say the least. And, and I, I could see some inching up a little higher in, in the big 10 sure. standings and just because of their defense, I mean, 29 turnovers, you talk about empty possessions. Oh, that's, that's a lot of meat left on the bone. I like to say it like you, you left a lot. And uh, I don't know. I just think that, that that's going to wreak a lot of havoc on a lot of teams. And if they can shoot the ball well on top of pressuring mm-hmm. and turning teams over, that's a difference maker. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one thing to, they do, they will have to continue to innovate, right? Cause this, when teams yeah. see your press, they, they can kind of figure out a way around it. So later in the season, I'm sure we'll see different things that Ohio state's doing. They'll throw different exactly. wrinkles into it. Um, and, and obviously again, this team does have a lot of experience from last year. So yeah, not, I'm not surprised Ohio state won this game. Uh, I'm not that surprised that Tennessee lost this game considering what would, okay. you know, kind of some changes there. So to mm-hmm. me, I'm okay. I think Tennessee probably a little overrated coming into the season based on us projecting where they're going to be at the end of the season. Because as you mentioned, they have just so much talent. I mean, uh, Jordan Horston, Rakia Jackson, yeah. um, Tamari Key, you have Jordan Walker who had some nice plays. Jasmine Powell had 19 points. So a lot of talent on the team just hasn't quite come together yet. And I think this team is uh, offensively is yeah. going to take some work just because of the, you know, kind of over- overlapping talents of some of those players that I mentioned. Um, yeah. So not that concerned about Tennessee, but good for Ohio State. Good for Ohio yeah. State. Really great. Well, I know Kevin McGuff is pleased. You know, it's it was mm-hmm. a big challenge. I know he was at their their um, their pep rally or whatever. I don't know what they yeah. call it. I'm sorry, but um, he was saying, "Hey, come out and support our team. We're going to be great. We're playing Tennessee, like a storied program, women's basketball." And that mm-hmm. place was packed. That place was oh, packed. Yeah, wow. and they had the dub chain. Did you see the new dub chain? No, they have a not. new dub chain. It's no. like this huge. Well, they gave it out last year after every game for the player who I guess was the straw that stirred the drink for the team that day. Mm-hmm. But this last game, uh, they broke out a new one and it's like this huge and it says dub and it's like diamond encrusted or diamond encrusted. <laughs> but it's I like great. it. Yeah, you know, as it's a- fun. As a Miami Hurricane fan, uh, I love all chain-related celebrations. Uh, that was a good time when we had the chain going. And now yeah, we're true. terrible at football. We're terrible yeah, at football. They'll but get it back. It's fine. We're a basketball school now. We're a basketball school. Miami's a basketball <laughs> school. We'll talk, we'll talk about Miami. Because uh, I do have a bone to pick with the NCAA, as per usual. Um, they text however, you. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty mad about it. But I don't want to start off with being mad. I want to talk about another yeah. team that I think uh, they, there's one other ranked matchup that I think we should talk about. 
Creighton over South Dakota State in South Dakota State. Creighton mm-hmm. actually completed the South Dakota two-step by being South Dakota State, beating South Dakota uh, early in the season. Creighton, I mean, look, this is a, an offense that uh, is is really resilient, I think, to change mm-hmm. and, and to players coming in just because of how much they share the ball, how much they move around. Uh, yeah. But I think Creighton looks really, really good to start the season. Um, and I think they're yeah. a team that could make a little noise in the Big East. Like, can this team finish second in the Big East? You know, can this team make some noise in the in the conference tournament? I think they can after their elite run, eight, elite eight run last year. Right. I mean, when they beat Iowa last year to go to the elite eight, I mean, that was oh, that yeah. was huge. And and to bring basically everybody back. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to say for that. <clears throat> there's something to say for that when you have that kind of continuity and chemistry, but also the confidence that comes from winning. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't take that away. You can't quantify that. Um, the mentality that it takes to to advance the way that they did last year. And mm-hmm. then to come in this year and knock it out of the park, not once, but twice. I think that speaks volumes for their team's character. I mean, you yeah. have to be you have to be ready and you know that people are are ready for you because of what you did last year. So it's always a, a constant raising of the bar. Um, the expectations for yourself, number one, but then as a team overall, I think, you know, you, you expect that of yourself and one another when you're out there competing, but then, you know, will they be able to make some noise and, and be right up in the mix, the top two in, in the big East? I say, why, why shouldn't they be able to do that? Yeah. I well, think I mean, that's definitely possible. You got, you got, you have a really, you have a star player in Lauren Jensen. I think she's proven yeah. that she had 30 points in the opener against South yeah. Dakota state. Um, and not, and again, like I mentioned, this offense is not about one player scoring. Right. It, it is about the motion. It is about the mm-hmm. the sharing of the basketball, but she's going to have a really big year, I think. And then Agreed. they also just have a, a cast of like Morgan Malley, like seemingly <laughs> every third or fourth game has 20 points, just like right. randomly, whether it's <laughs> off the bench or starting, she's just a player who can get, who can kind of get hot, and score for this team in different ways. So I think they're really uh, variable. I think they're tough to guard. And I think they're kind mm-hmm. of like, they're, they're, they're great coaches offense because they are exactly what you want. They move the ball. They yeah. know, they know where to be and they're not selfish in, in trying to stick with the ball. Um, exactly. Big, big, big tests coming up for them with Nebraska on the 15th. So that that's would be game. Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. That's going to be a great game. And for those of you, so I, you know, I'm sure you know this now, but I think a lot of people don't know that Creighton's in Omaha, Nebraska. It is. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but if you didn't know, Gabe just told you. So there you this go. Is a, this, is so, this is a pretty big rivalry from what I could understand uh, yeah, between Creighton and Nebraska. So I think that's going to be a huge game. And, you know, if Creighton wins that, then we're talking about this team in a little different manner, but uh, we will wait for that and, and for some other um big games coming up including uh one that you will be going to and that is very exciting uh let's see so i want to i'm gonna throw out some big performances you let me know if there's any any of them uh, you want to talk about Haley van lit 28 points against cincinnati really strong game from her uh, i still do not... agree with that you have your louisville shirt on oh yeah yeah i did want to make a, a bellerman joke um because the men's team lost to oh yeah but I can't be mad about that because that's a team that they don't they never dribble. Like there's yeah. a there's a 
really good YouTube video. Uh, it's called the team that never that doesn't dribble, uh, and this I team. It's that. it's just really interesting about like how much how little they dribble the ball. Um, right. But Louisville's men's team lost to them. Louisville's women's team did a little bit better because Haley Van Lith went off twenty eight points and like I said, efficient, good shooting numbers. Uh, you know, get into the line really well. Still not shooting the three ball that well. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily. I think she just needs to take them, and she is taking them and making enough of them that the team, the defenses have to respect her. So, uh, really big performance from her. Did you get to catch any of that? I did not see that, but you know, I catch up on the news, read about it, um, saw her stat line. But wow, I mean, she's just primed and ready. I mean, a Final Four run last year for Louisville, Jeff Walls and Haley Van Lith and and company. Um, I just think it's it's fun to watch these players evolve from their freshman year on through and just to see the confidence level that Haley Van Lith plays the game with. I mean, she's a fireball, Gabe. I mean, how how tough is it to stop a player who brings that level of just moxie to the floor? I mean, it's just tough. she had not only does she have that she just has like a complete green light now too um so she's and and her shiftiness i mean i think you know you you see her and you don't think like hey she's this explosive athlete and you see on the floor and she gives you a jab step and you're you know in the next county um Mm -hmm. so she she's just one of those players who yeah i think the mentality is all there for her and then her speed her shiftiness is just continuing to grow and You know, I feel like in a normal year, she would be a player of the year candidate. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's appropriate to say that anyone is a player of the year candidate other than Aaliyah Boston. And then to a, to a lesser extent, Caitlin Clark. I think those two, barring some unforeseen change, are going to be the two that are in the mix because they've been in the mix the last few years. But Haley yeah. Van Lith is a player who was, yeah. is of a player of the year caliber. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Great start for Great start Yeah, for absolutely. Um, South Carolina. Uh, took care of ETSU. Uh, yeah. Leah Boston had a double double. Light work for her. Uh, yeah. And then Zaya Cook, seventeen points, an efficient seventeen points. I'm telling like y'all, the Zaya Cook bounce back is coming this year. <laughs> uh, and she hit a lot of her shots. So hopefully, you know, her shot profile is going to look a little better. Her shot percentages are going to look a little better. Good start for all that. Yeah, I know. I, I think they're tremendously balanced. I mean, obviously. They're missing their their shifty point guard mm-hmm. <laughs> from last year, but you know Jessity Henderson. But I think they have more size and speed this year. I mean, I think they've always yeah. had the speed, and Destiny Henderson. I mean, she personifies the word speed. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that this team, even without her on the floor, controlling the pace on both sides of the ball. I still think they possess a lot of speed, but they also have now this size. And Don Staley has said, hey, our lineup is going to be huge. Like our, our twos and threes are going to be long and lanky. We're going to be able to pressure and run. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just going to be a, a fun style of basketball with bigger players for South Carolina yeah. this year. Across the board. Across yeah. the board. No, the, well, they're, you know, they're, they're going with what's happening in basketball which is getting longer everyone's getting longer right the point guards are bigger i think zaya cook is probably the smallest player that, mm-hmm. that's going to play major minutes on this team um and, and as chiquita points out what's up chiquita uh chiquita. She, raven raven johnson had a nice game 17 minutes nine points four of ten from the field most importantly four turn uh four assists 
zero turnovers, also four steals. So Thanks. really great start for her. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this is kind of her first major experience. And if she can get ready early in the season, they're going to have some tests. Um, yeah. Then they're go- they're going to probably be good for the final four. As Agreed. As we uh, have seen in the past. So uh, that's South Carolina. Shout South Carolina. We got our South Carolina fix here. Uh, I'm going to throw two at you in rapid fire. You let me know which one you want to talk about. Ashley okay. Jones, 28 points versus Cleveland State. Nice game for her. Olivia Miles, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists against Northern Illinois. Uh, I, I, I know it's 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 not a big game, but that's a really nice stat line. I think so much she's going to do all season long. So Ashley Jones or Olivia Miles, did you catch either of those? Uh, in the same way that I caught all these yeah. other ones. But... <laughs> But yes, it's um, so much basketball to start. I, it's a ton. It's a ton, but I love it. But Olivia Miles, let's just start there because mm. I mean, her ability to shine at a young age and, the, and to play with the awareness of a senior, right? Mm-hmm. Like her ability to see and survey the floor is masterful. Like she is just uh, spectacular with the decisions that she is make in a, in a snap of a finger like she's making these quick like quick reads whether it be for her or for her teammates like she just gets it she understands the game so well and it's really impressive to see she had six steals in this game i yeah. did not see that six yeah. steals yeah you your mind yeah no. that's what I'm she's like always on i mean there's never a time where she's like oh let me take this playoff oh i'm tired of this one let me just go ahead let my teammate get it no She's like, let's do Jeez. this. And, and you have to appreciate that. What'd you say? She's just, just special basketball over there. She's yeah. so good and so cool that I feel like, you know, the Rex specs are going to make a slight comeback because she, she wears her little her little goggles. So oh, I think yeah. there may, may catch on a little bit more uh, as we've seen some other players do. Um, so Olivia Miles, tremendous performance. Yeah. Ashley Jones, we'll talk about you throughout the whole season. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, she's phenomenal too, so. I got one more player to talk about. Uh-oh, one that you're very familiar with. Bree Scott. Uh, open, uh, Georgetown Open versus Salem. 5.6 rebounds. Three blocks and a steal. Heck of a defensive performance. Uh, obviously, you were there. What were your impressions of uh, Georgetown and your daughter? Yeah, you know what? I thought that it was um, it was a strong game. I think they have more solid depth on the mm-hmm. perimeter this year. Um, albeit with a freshman point guard, but I think they have good chemistry. They had good rotations. Um, Brie is like, she's recovering from a little bout of tendonitis in her foot. So she's just, so she's only been cleared for like a week, you know, prior Mm -hmm. to that, that game against Salem. So, you know, she's just making her way back, but I thought that, uh, that she looked great. I thought that, you know, her rhythm is getting there. I know she wanted to, to knock down, you know, a couple more opportunities yeah. uh, that we had. They were good looks, though, so you can't you can't be mad at it. And you know, they had a scrimmage against Duke, and she knocked down a couple threes, got an and one, made all of her shots in that game, um, and did really well. So she's she's coming along, um, but really pleased with her board work and her blocks. And the one block led to a run out, which was you know yeah. I had to stand up with my fat head of three. Um, <laughs> And my mom was standing up and she always points to the sky. It's really fun. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, it was just fun to be back at the gym. Right. Yeah. Um, 
but she's she's doing well. They play Temple tomorrow in Philly. That's a good so game. So that's the next game, and uh, so you know it's a it's a progression. So she's she's doing well though. All right, go Bree, yeah. our favorite courtside's favorite player by far. Hoya uh, number fifteen. No. Mm. Uh, let's. Uh, I want. I do want to go around to my teams. Uh, William Mary, Aaron Dickerson Davis got her first win, fifteen points yeah. over Navy. There we go. Get get the first W on the board for the tribe. Uh, let's see what if what if Mar- Maryland blew out someone is uh dime is all right. Actually, let's save Maryland for just one second. We're, okay, we're get to, I'm about to say. Okay, go ahead. We'll get to Maryland. Uh, I do want to mention Miami. Somehow, Miami. The absolute absolutely, Miami has been targeted by the NCAA in the past oh. for many different things, whether it's baseball, oh. football, basketball, whatever. Unfairly so, and also the NCAA has literally committed crimes in order to try to get Miami in trouble Uh-oh. for NCAA violations. So it makes me really mad when our women's basketball head coach gets suspended for three games to start the season without any explanation as to what she did in a world where there were very few rules as to what we can and cannot do in the NIL era. There's no rules. Cause the NCAA said you're basically on your own. So figure it out. Miami figured it out. And we're the only people getting in trouble. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It just look, I know everyone has a persecution complex when it comes to the NCAA. I'm just saying Miami gets it really bad. I'm very upset as to why why this is happening without explanation. Mm-hmm. Katie Myers suspended for the first three games of the season. Miami's going to do fine. They've already won the first two of those. She will come back after the third. I'm just like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say to the NCAA anymore. Just yeah. like leave us alone. Like we there was no rules and somehow we got in trouble. Right. Well, there's nothing worse than not knowing the rule or the rules not being stated, and then you go. And you do whatever you need to do. And then they're like, oh, okay. That's, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't even want to get started with that because there's, there's something. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's irritating. So, I mean, uh, you know, if you don't like what I'm saying, say something in that, uh, something that Drake said yeah. in the song, something like that. Right. So put, if you don't like put the something, rules out say something ahead of time. Yeah. Right. We need parameters set. And this is not just for NCAA. This is a life skill. Right. This is a this is a life skill ahead of time. Let's let's have everyone on the same page so that we understand the expectations. Like I'm not going to like for a board game, I'm not going to get a board game out and and not take out the rules of the game. Right. I'm not just going to throw all the pieces out there and just, well, let me try to figure out what what this I may cheat supposed to be. Tell me how to play the game, man. And then I'll, I'll do my best to play it properly, right? I'm not going to go in there and just rough shot and be belligerent and do it my way and, and have that come off like I am going against the rule that I know nothing about. Like, tell me the rule of the game and let me play the game. But don't come on the back end and say, well, you know, we knew the rule, you didn't, and you broke the rule unbeknownst to you no and then now here we are Mm-mm. so Go ahead I, somewhere with that. That's we don't so, actually know what we don't actually know what katie meyer did and honestly it was know. probably it was probably some violation of one of the other stupid ncaa rules about when you can text somebody or when you can you know buy someone a freaking fruit loop or something 
I don't know, man. All I'm saying is all these rules are I I'm tired of the NCAA. Whoever's in charge, is it Mark Emmert? I don't care who it is. I'm tired of y'all. Get off our back. Like we're not even good in football anymore. We're terrible in football. Just leave us alone. Just let us try to be good in basketball. We're good in basketball. We have a great time. Yeah. All right. It's, it's just hard. It's just difficult. And I think, you know, for for it to be the NCAA or for it to be anything else, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you, Gabe, go do what you want. And then after the fact, come over to you and say, what are you doing? Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do like- that. That's just me. You know, I've been living a long time now, you know, so maybe it's just because I'm, uh, you know, a little more mature and have seen a lot of things. Um, that is very irritating, though. Well, and then to j- carry someone like they're not professional, yeah. right, about about the rules. Like, don't carry me. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and. It's I'm a badge a, of honor. You know, you know it's though. A, hey, it's yo. a badge of honor. If you're a coach at the University of Miami, you know what? You're going to get investigated yeah. and punished by the NCAA for some stupid crap. So, you know what, it's Katie? You, I think this has happened to you before, but we got your back. So, Katie, Coach Meyer, you, you, we got your back here on courtside. Um, yeah, and, you know, if you need if you need a lawyer to yell at people, I'm here. There's game. I'm here. My mom lives really close to you, too. She'll she'll help out. Uh, let's talk about some. Let's talk about actual basketball. Back back to actual basketball. Let's bring it spring break. But that's still, that's team anyway. That's execution of plays, right? I'm not going to, as a coach, say, hey, just run out there and do what you want and then sub somebody out because they're doing what they want, but they didn't know what the expectations yeah. were. Anyway, I can go on and on about the life skills of that whole scenario, but we'll, we'll go. That was basketball what I said, though. That was basketball what I said, but it we'll, was, it was, we'll go. It was it. basketball. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get real mad. Uh, let's sure. talk, let's talk about a big game tomorrow. Tonight. Oh, my God. It's tonight. Right. 6 p.m., uh, yeah. which you should be watching this game for two reasons. First off, it's Maryland at home against South oh. Carolina, yeah. which is an, a huge matchup. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't I haven't seen the lines yet. I would imagine South Carolina is oh. favored by a heavy amount. But yeah. regardless, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. And the second reason you should watch this is because the WNBA draft lottery is happening beforehand. Right, right. before on ESPN. Right before. Yeah. So, so WNBA. My dub. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be in practice, so I'm not gonna see who won the draft lottery uh, in real time. But regardless, you should be watching basically ESPN two from five thirty on to make sure you get the draft lottery and the great game. Let's start with the game, then we'll get into the lottery. Uh, where is Diamond Miller? Okay, because she twisted her ankle in the first game. And then went out and didn't play. They kind of said it was precautionary. Yeah. What's up? I, you know what? I have not heard specifically, but it's just, it's tough because she was playing so well in that first half of that game before she hurt. And, um, you know, for her to be, you know, it's not the same situation or, you know, I know you said ankle, but last year with her missing a ton of games, especially at the beginning of the year, that was tough for Maryland to, to get that chemistry going, but hopefully she's okay. I mean, the timing of that was like, oh, we have a big game mm-hmm. on Friday. Um, and I could see the precautionary reasoning behind not, you know, putting her back in to test it out, whatever was going on with her. So I'm hoping that she'll be ready to go. Um, they need her veteran leadership as a senior this year, but also for her, you know, just coming off that injury riddled season last year where she was kind of in and out 
even after she came back, it was, you know, they're still kind of monitoring the, the pain. She had off-season surgery on her knee um, just to clean some things out. So I, I'm a little concerned, and I will be side-eyeing that in College Park tonight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'll be fine. But I'll, I'll have my eyes on that. Like, just even off Are you calling this game? Is it is this your game? I am not. I am not. No. I am not. Um, so you're going as yeah, a fan. Changes made. There were some changes made. Um, yeah. But anywho. Um, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be there though. It'll be, it'll be a really interesting and intriguing game tonight for sure. Yeah. I mean, Aaliyah Boston, I'm going to guess is going to have a big game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maryland does not, not that any, not that any team in the country has an answer for Aaliyah Boston. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Boston. I just don't even yeah. know who, who are they going to send to match up against her? Like who, who's going to be the center on her, um, yeah, I, I think this Maryland team, I mean, from what I've seen so far, um, I think it's going to be a battle of, we were talking about the size of South Carolina mm -hmm. and, and Aaliyah Boston uh, <laughs> definitely inside um, wreaking havoc, but she can also stretch out and hit the threes. So don't get that twisted. But I think for, for Maryland, they don't have that size mm -hmm. that they seem to have always had, you know, at right. least size right inside. But I think this year they're going to be more of a pressing team. I think their defensive schemes have changed in the quarter court. I think they're going to be more of a swarming, quick, um, aggressive team and maybe more traps in the in the quarter court. So I'm interested to see, like, uh, the size against the speed factor yeah. tonight. You know, if you're going to look for a contrast, I think that's what that's going to be for those two teams. Um and it's hard to it's hard to gauge, you know. I mean, you have the size over there, but you know, you still have to match up with these speedy guards that Maryland yeah. has this year. So, I know as a, a former post player, I want to be on some island out in the perimeter trying to contain somebody, right? Um, I mean, I tried my best, but that was not like my most favorite thing to do. I'm like, oh no. snap, I can get low, you know? Like these little yeah. ones are trying to get by you, so. But it'll be well, fun. It'll be fun to watch. They they need Diamond Miller to make it a game. I think they really do need her on the floor. They need her on the floor, and and she can create a lot of havoc. And especially as you mentioned, they're going to be pressing more. This is a this is a South Carolina team that you know has some inexperience at the point guard right. position, as we mentioned earlier. They have some uh, get, you know ball handling gaps that maybe Maryland yes. can exploit. Exactly. They still need they they need Diamond Miller to do any of that. Yeah, they need to right. know to do that. So That's hopefully she's okay. Hopefully she's okay. I think I, I don't know. I feel like not hearing anything may be a good sign because you know maybe it's I feel a like game. Brenda. Yeah, but I feel like it's Brenda's the kind of coach who went. Huh? Go go go. go, so go, I, go. I was saying I think I feel like Brenda's the kind of coach who's like not gonna if the player's playing she's not gonna say a single word about it just to just to throw off the other team just a little bit. Right, that's um, why I'm thinking game time decision is probably what's going to happen there with that. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's just, but still, even with that, it's like, how's she moving? You know what I mean? Like, what, what is, what was the actual situation with her? It stinks. It stinks. It's, I know. It's, it's, no, it's overall stinker. Uh, not the game. Not the game. No, just that scenario, that, that, that aspect of it. I hate injuries, but so. It's a, it's a real bummer. 
Um, yeah. Okay, I want to I want to mention a couple more games coming up to help you guys set okay. your schedule for the weekend. Uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. we have Iowa at Drake on ESPN Plus. It's a little spicy game, just a little in always a little in state rivalry. Going big big time team going to a, a smaller team. Yeah. Then we have another another game just like that, Louisville at Belmont. Uh, teams you know in the same region uh and that's at sunday again on espn plus then we got the big ones two huge games on monday happening mm-hmm. at the same time i know for some reason i don't know espn why. two we yeah. got at 6 p.m number 11 indiana and number five tennessee those rankings will change there you uh, go. and then we have on espn the big one number three texas at number six UConn. Let's That'll go. probably be a top five matchup. Um, it. So which one Which one of those games? I mean, we talked about Tennessee. Let's talk a little bit about Texas-UConn. I am yeah. super pumped for this matchup because I think Me this too. is a huge barometer for where UConn is right yeah. now after their after – their, it was kind of a tumultuous offseason. They lost a lot of talent. Paige Beckers goes down. I want to see how good this team is, and this game is going to tell us. Right, and, and didn't Desharm have some – like um, did she spike injury this this week not a major injury like there was something going on with her where she was sidelined for a for a bit so i think it took him down to uh, next stiffness. yeah yeah next stiffness took her out of the opener yeah so i mean that's not like totally detrimental but yet again when you when you don't have a ton of depth it's like Oh gosh, like I, here we go, you know, with with someone else. But I think you know they played well. Obviously, I think they put up over ninety points in that opener. Um, so it doesn't look like they're struggling uh, to score the ball. Um, Az Fudd looks like she is primed and ready to go. Um, Gino Arbiema has said as much. He said, "It's not the freshman Az Fudd right here. This is a different kid." And so. Um, just knowing her over the years, I'm, I'm anxious to see what what he means by that. <laughs> wow. I like to see that, like uh, sophomore, uh, healthy AZ. And I think last year, you know, she wasn't 100. percent And even without her being 100, percent she was pretty darn good um, in their final four run as well. So, um, and had that great game against Tennessee last year. I think she had 27 in that one. So, I mean, definitely capable of of just dominating. So mm-hmm. I, I want to see what that looks like and, and see what that depth looks like and if that's going to pose an issue moving through the season. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the depth is going to be an issue. Uh, let's let's just say it outright. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do have AZ Foden, as you mentioned, at 26 points, 9 of 17 from the field, 1 of 8 from 3, yet still managed just to score, uh, you know, sure. 26 <laughs> points on 17 shots despite missing 7 threes and that's not going to happen again so right uh, she will I, I think she will bounce back from that three-point performance hopefully have a big game here against texas gonna be tough for her with all of that guard pressure with it how Vic Schaefer plays basketball mm-hmm. uh it, they're in your face they're gonna create a lot of havoc and i think az is gonna have a ball in her hands a lot of times so it's gonna be a really good test for her in terms of yeah. being a creator being you know kind of running an offense more or less mm-hmm. um but you know i i'm i'm excited to see how she does I'm. I, to, I did not know about the about uh, Caroline Ducharme. I yeah. hope she's playing against Texas. I hope that's that's why she, they kept her out of the opener. Yeah, you got to put well, some robotussin on that thing and play. Yeah, just you gotta get the 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 massage gun. I'm sure yeah. they have a very technologically advanced one. Uh, use that. Get it, get it, get it loose. Um, yeah, because that's it. 
that's yeah. a huge game. This is yeah. it's a really, really big game for both teams. And I think Texas is looking for that statement that yeah. we're here. And this Absolutely. is we're we're deep now is the time where Vic Schaefer's Texas is coming into fruition. This is now where you're gonna see Rory Harmon coming into that elite top tier status. That's mm-hmm. what they want from this game. And obviously at UConn is the place to do it. If you want to make a statement like that, it is at UConn. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that. Do you want to make a, you want to make a quick pick? Oh man. Dude, no, <laughs> no, I will. Um, <laughs> I think, um, huh, for the, for the UConn game, I think UConn's going to win that. I, I think it's going to be oh. close. I think it's, I think it's going to be close because I think they have so much adversity and I think that that's going to give them that fire to give them the edge, right? Sure. I think they're, they're like next player up mentality. I think they're going to be really sharp and focused um, with their attention to detail. And I want to see sophomore AZ Fun, Gino's <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about, and I want to see um, how they can sustain themselves yeah. throughout a game, right? And that'll, that'll help me kind of prognosticate what they will look like you know, as the season progresses, but I, I, I'm really excited for them, but I think, you know, there's always that edge, you know, when yeah. you throw X's and O's off the table, right. Take that all away. There becomes that, that edge mm-hmm. that is the X factor. And I think for, for UConn, I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, give me hook them. Hook them horns. Go oh, with my guy, Dano, go with my girl, Rory, going with my guy, Vic and the dribble drive. offense. Let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with the hook and horns. Uh, I think it'll be close, though. I think it'll be close. UConn's going to be ready for um, that attack from Texas. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Yeah. Um, and, all right. And you, you know when you did that, you know when you did that, it gave me like a little PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> but we won that game. But you was, won that game. We won that game, but it was so eerie that all fourteen thousand plus fans were standing in silence, going like that, and we were like. I will never forget that. So when you did that, I was like, Ooh, I got a little chill, honey. Was... I don't know why I can, all, I can only really do this with my left hand. My right hand's, my right <laughs> that was hand's something up. else, though. That was that was something else oh. down there in, in Texas. But um, Oh, if this game yeah. was in Texas, I would be picking Texas by a lot. But oh, I'd say Tex- okay. Texas yeah. by a little. Texas by a little. Um, okay. so we talked about the draft lottery last week. Um, we I just want, want to touch on it just, just a little bit. Um sure. So let's see who the team. All right. Who's your most fun outcome? The one where you're like, wow, this is fun. And, and, and I know we're, for us, we have an obvious answer because we I live mean, in the city where the team is, <laughs> but try, try to be object as objective as possible um, because the answer <laughs> still might be the Washington mystics, but uh, if we're yeah. being objective, which is the most fun outcome. Oh man. <sighs> I'm, I got one. I'm putting on my objective hat, Gabe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, Minnesota is like sounding uh. like that could be fun. I know uh, Nafisa Collier is going to be the one sitting in uh, for the draft. Yeah. I saw them uh, make an announcement. Is Mama she bringing her daughter? I don't know. I hope so because I want to see that. See, that's, two, that's two representatives. Just saying. That's two representatives. Is that, is that fair? I mean, is that like against know. the rules? We need the rules. <laughs> the rules. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Minnesota somehow 
is um, intriguing to me. Okay. And then outside of Washington, I mean, we know Washington is intriguing because we want to know who's coming here to DC. But I think for for me, I think Minnesota poses some kind of like mystery. Like who, what do they need? Who are they going for? Um, you know, and where would they end up obviously in the draft well, line? And, and where else would you want to have a big be developed than by Cheryl Reeve and the entire cast of coaches that they have in Minnesota, uh, including with a, a pretty easy lifeline to Sylvia Fowles. If they, you know, if they can get her from her mortician school, does it, she's still doing that. Um, yeah, if they good. can, if they can get her on the phone, that'd be very helpful. So I, I'm with you. I like Minnesota a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I like uh, Atlanta a ton. I think I said this in the last podcast that every time yeah. I did the draft lottery, on, yeah. on across the timeline and i got mm -hmm. atlanta just a little part of me like leapt out because i was like oh my god we're gonna have we're gonna have ryan we're gonna have uh we're gonna have Nas, we're gonna have no. harry and we're gonna have Aaliyah boston like these are all of the major characters yeah. from my first two years of covering college basketball so for me it was like oh that'd be really that'd fun be to see ryan and Aaliyah together i think washington is is also super fun um right it's just a, it's a little different of a fit, right? Because like Aaliyah Boston, of, of these teams, mm -hmm. you know, Minnesota too, to a certain extent, she's not coming in and, and being a star. And to a certain extent, like if she came to Washington, you'd expect her to start. Right. But there's a pretty reasonable case that she would not be a starter on this team, which is True. insane. Yeah. And so, and so seeing her there would be really interesting just from the perspective of how she grows as a player um and how what the team does like do you start thinking about maybe moving you know one of the other pieces for for something else that fits better and like how Aaliyah boston will grow under the tebow system whether it's mike right. or eric both those guys really love their five out offenses yeah so yeah. Aaliyah is gonna be you know mm -hmm. into that futuristic mix absolutely. immediately absolutely so that's why that's why i think there's a there's an objective case for Washington being the most fun. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, there's a good case for Indiana too. I know we, we kind of skip over Indiana because they have been bad lately. They're young though. They were, they were so, so young, Baby. you know? So I'd like that with, with Atlanta and Indiana, mm -hmm. you know, the, the youth movement that both of those teams have. I mean, it's, that's super intriguing as well because you can plug and play, get these draft picks and they can all grow together. Right. The first yeah. and second year players, just becoming this uh, conglomerate. I, I love that. So that's exciting also. So I didn't think about Yeah. That. No, in Indiana, you also get the Destiny Henderson, Aaliyah Boston uh, reunion. That'd be really there cool. You go. There you yeah. Go. Uh, I think Melissa Smith and Aaliyah Boston would actually work pretty well together. Um, and that, and Melissa Smith's skill set might also push Aaliyah Boston to be a little bit more perimeter focused, a, little bit, a bit of a different player. And I think Agreed. the reason I say Leah Boston's going to be the one doing that is because I think she can do anything. Like, right. you know, this is the type of player. Um, you know, you've, have you heard the story about uh, when Michael mm -hmm. Jordan was drafted and Bobby Knight was uh, with, uh, who was it, Portland's GM? Um, and so everyone draft knew Hakeem Olajuwon was going first to the Rockets. That was okay. the for sure. So second pick was the Portland Trailblazers. And the third pick was the Chicago Bulls. So Bob Knight is with the GM. Yeah. Huh? So yeah, it took Sam Bowie. So yeah. Bob Knight is with the GM of the Portland Trailblazers. And the guy's telling him, hey, you know, Bob Knight's singing the praises of Michael Jordan because he just coached him for the U Team USA. And he's like, you got to take this guy. This guy's incredible. He's an amazing basketball player. You could do whatever you want with him. 
Right. Uh, and then the the Portland GM goes, well, we really need a center, so we're thinking about taking Bowie. And then Bob Knight goes, just play Jordan at center, right? <laughs> just play Jordan at center. I don't care. Aaliyah Boston's that type of player. I yeah. don't care what spot you have on the floor. Hey, if you need yeah. her to be a point guard, guess what? She can be a point guard. Right. You know, it's like that's it's this type of player that I think uh, you can build around. First off, yeah. Indiana, Atlanta. Those two teams are definitely going to build around her. I think Minnesota will also end up building around her. And then in Washington, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what would happen if Washington got this first pick. I have no clue. That, that is the one that's like. <laughs> like, wait. I'd, really? That'd be staggering. Yeah. That's what I think I have as the scariest outcome for the league. But yeah. I think it's just like, <laughs> Aaliyah, she, she is probably the best prospect we've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sabrina was a really great prospect. Right. Asia. Yes. Although I don't know if Asia quite had all of the cachet that Aaliyah will have by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Probably Brianna Stewart, honestly. Just yeah. like in terms of how long she's been at the at uh the top of college basketball. So right. I don't know. I do hope Indiana gets it though, because there has to be well, some justice in this world. Yeah, I would, would I think they ended the season on a 17 game losing streak last year and had five I mean, wins. You, you cursed them. <laughs> I, 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 I thought they'd get to six by the all-star break. And then after that, it was. They got to five and then lost every single game. After, after that. <laughs> I mean, I'm always full of optimism and hope. I try. <laughs> right. I mean, why not be filled with optimism and hope? Like, I don't know. And that's why, like, and that's why Indiana fans, you should be excited. <laughs> Indiana fans, be excited. Be, be, yeah. be ready to win the number one pick, even though. It may or may not happen. Uh, if yeah. it doesn't happen, you're still going to get a pretty good player. Um, I think, hopefully. All right, let's wrap yeah. up some coaching news. Uh, as we mentioned, four different head coaches uh, hired mm-hmm. in the WNBA since we last talked. Uh, we'll start with the biggest one, Kurt Miller, yeah. going from the Connecticut Sun, who just made the well, finals, to the Los Angeles Sparks. Yeah, I, I think um... – you know, there were some whispers of that mm-hmm. uh, before that happened. And I, I didn't know if it would actually happen. But when it did, I was like, well, you know what? Good for him, right? I think it's it's another uh, challenge on a different coast. I mean, he's been at Connecticut for a long time now. And I just think that, you know, L.A. has so many free agents. I remember um, I was talking to Lexi Brown uh, last month just about how they don't have their players secured yet. Yeah. Right. So it's it's like, you know, putting a, a lump of clay in front of Kurt Miller and now he can mold and, and do what he wants to do there. So I, I'm just really uh, excited for his new opportunity there. And I'm sure that he is as well. I think um, he posted something where um, he was leaving his office for the last time and everything was out of it. It's almost like a sitcom, you know, and they yeah. go out there and they cut the light off and it's like. But I think, you know, he, he made a lot of great memories there, uh, great relationships with his players, um, and had great runs in the finals, over, you know, several times over. So I, I just think that, you know, he wants to get over the hump and maybe he just needs um, new surroundings to do that. And, and sometimes that's what it takes too, right? Sometimes yeah. that's what it takes. So um, kudos to him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Happy for no, him. I'm happy for him too. If if nothing else, for his uh, great collection of Hawaiian shirts, um, because <laughs> yeah. now moving from Connecticut to LA, you're gonna have so many more opportunities to wear that shirt. Uh, he's gonna look 
he's gonna look amazing. He's gonna get a tan. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm very excited. Oh, I'm forget sure. forget coaching. Yeah. Forget forget coaching for a second. <laughs> that's a that's an awesome move for Kurt. I think he's gonna have an amazing time. Good for him. Um, <laughs> but I I'm with you. I mean, I think like you mentioned, this is a not necessarily a rebuilding project, but he he mentioned that this is he's gonna, he's excited to rebuild in Los yeah. Angeles. So I think it's I don't know what that means necessarily for the future uh to your point i want to say i'm going to double check this on herhoopstats.com which you should subscribe to by the way because uh, yeah. we have changed your pricing a little bit and it's still extremely cheap like this is 50 dollars a year for all the stats you're ever going to need and salary cap sheets and a bunch of other stuff and we have different pricing models now uh yeah. that's just a little plug for the website now i'm checking uh the stats the herhoop stats uh salary cap page and i'm looking mm-hmm. at um los angeles's cap sheet yeah they only have Katie Lou Samuelson, Kennedy Carter, Jasmine Walker, Ray Barella, and Olivia Nelson Dodo under contract for next right. season. So, Neka Gumake, Christy Tolliver, Chanae Gumake, Brittany Sykes, Jordan Canada, Lexi Brown, and Kiana Smith. Well, uh, Lexi Brown, all unrestricted free agents. Yeah. So, so, team. so yeah. we'll see. It makes some They moves. do not have, famously, they do not have their first round pick in this year's draft because the Washington Mystics have it. Um, right. Which. As uh, if they would have asked me when they were trying thinking of that trade last year, I would have told you, hey, that's probably not a good idea because you, you may not end up doing as well as you hope and you may end up firing the coach who's making that decision. However, we are <laughs> where we are in life. So Kurt's going to have a, a brand new slate to work with. Um, yeah. And even though I, it may not look pretty at the beginning, I think he's going to get that organization. On yeah. Track. I, I agree. I think he's going to, you know, take it by the bootstraps and, and just make it his own. And, yeah. and that's always exciting too. Just a fresh slate, turn the page, new chapter, all of that. Um, it gives you some added joy. He already, yeah. he already has a ton of joy, right? Um, with what he's doing, he loves it. Um, but I think now, you know, having a, a change of scenery, right? And yeah. you know, like I said, a lot of uh, chess pieces in the in the box there that he can shift and move. Well, he's also going to have a lot more uh, vitamin D due to being somewhere where the sun exists. Um, I, I, I'm kidding. Connecticut, obviously, in the summer is not that bad. Uh, but in, he's going to be in somewhere where he's going to have plenty of sun. going to make you a lot happier. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very easy to be happy in L.A. Every time I've gone, I've had an amazing time. Uh, now I get to who's replacing him in Connecticut, uh, which is really exciting, at least to me. Um, is, is this official? I don't know. But Stephanie White is going to be... Yeah, Stephanie White is going to be the head coach in in uh, in Connecticut. Um, actually, I'm trying to look if this is official yet. I have not seen a, an official announcement, but um, I have seen it spoken about. But I don't think they've you know sent out the the presser for her or yeah. when that will be. But congratulations, Steph, if you're watching. Hey, girl. Oh, hey. okay. So hey, Mike girl. Mike Vopel reported it. So that's that's a done deal. So done. Stephanie White going to Connecticut. Uh, she was doing a game the other night, and like as this news was breaking, so it was really funny. Uh, but right. obviously, she we're all familiar with her as an announcer. Yeah. Uh, mo- a lot of you guys will be familiar with her as a head coach uh, for the Indiana Fever uh, when they made the finals in 2015. Right, that was the year. Was that 15? That was 2015. Uh, so didn't they? They made it. They won it once, and they no, made it, and then they lost. They won it in 2012. Right. But then when she was the head coach there, yeah. was it 15? They lost. Wow. 
Wow. In her first season. Yeah. 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 2015. It was 2015 because okay. it was an odd year dynasty. So Minnesota took him out in 2015. Right. Um, right. And then, and that's, that's how they lost. But that was her first season as the, as the uh, fever head yeah. coach. And she would later, she left to go to Vanderbilt uh, and then, you know, stayed there for five years. So now she's back in the WNBA. I'm excited. I mean, yeah. I, she's, she's been a great coach, been a great player, been around this game for a long time. So it's nice to see her back on the bench. Yeah, I love that. And another WNBA player getting a coaching in the league. And, and you love to see that continuity as well. And you love to see Steph White get another crack with a whiteboard in her hand. I, I love it. Uh, she is just a, a phenomenal woman, for one. Um, but I just think that she's just so dynamic with how she um, leads and teaches through the game of basketball. And I say that <clears throat> when I say leads and teaches, it's not just X's and O's that she's talking about, right? She's right. telling you the right way to do things in, in life. And and she's tough-nosed and she's going to ask the best of you every day. And you're going to want to give that to her because she has that kind of energy about her. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to, to see her when she comes through here in D.C. Purdue stand-up. Stephanie White is back <laughs> in the WNBA. All right, moving on. We, got a little bit we, have, four, we have four of these. We've done two uh let's go to uh indiana you know keep, yeah. keep with the keep with the theme uh yeah. christy sides is going to be their new head coach um she was a assistant with atlanta last year she mm -hmm. spent a lot of time in indiana she's uh part of the pokey chapman uh coaching tree yeah. there yeah. yeah so i exciting for her to get her first opportunity as a head coach i think yeah. at any level from what I can tell, she has not been the, the head coach yet. Oh. So it's exciting for her. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. <clears throat> and it is different. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is different when you have, when you've been a long time assistant, um, mm -hmm. did that before. But when you are a head coach, I mean, there's something that changes. I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I don't know. But no. there's something that changes and shifts in the responsibility, right? <clears throat> you become um, someone who's not just suggesting things to adjust during the game, right? Because it's it's almost, it's a little frustrating and a little daunting, right, as right. an assistant coach, because, you know, everybody has, you know, you have like eight eyeballs on the same game, but different philosophies or different reasoning behind what you're seeing. So it's, it's very intriguing to think of it that way. But if you suggest things as an assistant, sometimes those suggestions are taken and sometimes they're not, right? But I think I really had a lot of fun when, you know, if my suggestion was taken right. and it shifted the game and I'm like, oh, you know, so as an feel like you made a big play. I'm like, oh, I'm like, and one, you know, no, I never did that anyway on there. But I think, you know, it just gives you like, you know, some sense of confidence, right. That, that you are seeing something properly and that the adjustment was made and it was necessary and it changed the flow of the game. Like, I love that. So I think as a head coach, um, I know I, I shifted and moved so many times throughout a game. And then once we found what fit, we're going to go with that. And I think that was the, the, the challenge, you know, as a head coach was to be able to listen to your assistant coaches and take their advice or not. And, and yeah. then, you know, it's, it's flipped, <clears throat> excuse me, it's flipped because now, you know, should I stand on what I'm feeling 
or should we, you know, switch it to what the assistant coach is saying? So now that that's a different dynamic, but you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes I did listen to assistants and maybe give it a a possession or two, see what it looked like. And if I didn't like it, like, no, we're not doing it. Or I like (laughs) it, you know what I mean? So I was always one to, to accept, um, you know, adjustments by by assistant coaches because as an assistant coach i wanted my adjustment to be accepted right. so <laughs> it's all relative well, yeah. so i think she's gonna be great no i think i think she's gonna i think she's gonna have she has her opportunity right like things go belly up and mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work out um right. i think probably another another big challenge for an assist a long time assistant coach and uh, you know let's just talk about latricia right. tramwell as well who's coming in yeah. and is this is this her first her coaching job i believe so no yes. no no well, well she was college she, was, she coached in college right yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. she coached at the head NAI coach. level as the yeah. as the head coach. Yes. Um. Yeah, and then and then Division Two. So she has been a head coach, which is a little different. But obviously, in yeah. the WNBA, she's only been uh, an assistant, and you know she spent the last four seasons with the Sparks, really taking over the defense. So that was her calling right. card, and their defense was awesome, but their offense. Yeah. Not so much. Defense was awesome, and so she's going to come in and hopefully help Dallas become a better, um, better team on that side. Now, right. I I don't know, you know, what's which one is better in terms of your hires here because obviously right. Kurt, Kurt to me, that's the best mm-hmm. hire because he's the one who's most proven. He he knows what he's doing and he's gotten a team to the finals multiple times, like it's very good. recently. So we know Kurt's we know Kurt's there. Stephanie White, obviously, we have more experience with her. We know her. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, she can come back into the WNBA after so many years outside of it. So maybe right. I don't I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know, which side of the coin you want to you want to pick here. But I, I think um, it might be interesting to bring in a young coach like Christy Sides, like or right. someone who has a lot of experience doing a single thing. Right. Like if Trammell right. can bring her defense over. That's probably the most valuable thing that any of those three coaches could bring over. So I'm excited to see how they all do. And I'm hoping that they all do well, but I, I have no problems with the hires. I'm just, just yeah, interested. same. No, I think experience is the best teacher, whether you're playing or coaching mm-hmm. period. Um, but I, I also think that, you know, when you've paid your dues as a longtime assistant and, and even for Trammell, like having, collegiate head coaching experience behind her. I mean, that's experience as well. So, I mean, it's all relative, but I think all four coaches are going to hit the ground running. I think all four coaches are hungry uh, to, to get with their teams and to get their players together, especially in LA when half the team is unrestricted free agents. Um, But I I just think it's, it's going to be fun um, for all of them to, to challenge themselves in, in a new place. And, and for some in a a brand new role as head coach. So, um, especially with Christy sides, I'm excited for her. She's a sweetheart. Um, just known her over the years as well. And I know that's going to be a a fun challenge for her to be uh, a couple inches over, right. (laughs) The next chair. That's always what they say. Hey, you know, you're fine right there, but move over (laughs) over our seat. And, that's when I think that's when things really get popping. So I think it's going to be an exciting season to say the least, but to watch for these new coaches, it's almost the same kind of um, excitement as, you know, when the rookies hit the sure. court last year. So it's, you know, um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see that. Well, there's only seven. No, Many November, months. December, November, December, January, February, March, April, April-ish. 
seven, seven, six, seven months left. Oh, that's a lot. And we have but a we whole other basketball. <laughs> we have we have an entire other season of basketball. We bet we actually have like I don't know eight or nine seasons. That I'm kind of paying attention to this year for basketball. Yeah. It, it's been a lot. Um, I don't think I've done anything other than basketball since I went. Thing. Well, we went to Disney World last weekend. But other than that, probably, like nothing outside of like the last three weeks that has been not basketball. So that's good. That's a good life. Yeah, it's a good, it is a good life. Disney, Disney and basketball, amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fun stuff. All right, Chrissy, I'm we're I'm good. If you we're want, good. if we're unless we were missing something, I'm saying anything. I don't think so. We'll have no. another podcast next week. Okay, come I know. Out. We'll do another one. Um, but just I I did want to and not to end it on a sad thing, but I I did want to send uh prayers and um and strength to Brittany Griner and her family, friends, teammates, fans. Uh, it's a tough week, you know, just with that. So I just wanted to say that uh, just to let her know that that we're thinking of her and uh, it's, uh, getting more yeah. and more scary. But we we are, are definitely keeping that situation in prayer. So I will say yeah, that. And, and there's a, you know, there's a slight update that she's um, allegedly being moved into a Russian penal colony, which is, is not a good thing to hear. Ha- however, um, you know, Joe Biden was talking about this earlier this week that um, he expects the tensions to somewhat ease up after the midterm elections, because basically nothing was going to happen until that happened. So hopefully this yeah. is now going to come closer to uh, a conclusion with Brittany coming home soon enough. And that's, yes. that's what we're hoping for. That's what we're praying for. And, and I'm with you. I'm sending as much strength and prayers as we can to her. So she's still at the forefront of our minds. The reason we do this at the end of the show is that it's tough for us to talk about, obviously. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. But, you know, we always have to, excuse me, keep a pulse on what's going on with women's basketball as a whole. And and we're all a family when it comes down to Mm -hmm. it. We're all a family when it comes down to it. So, um, yeah, we're going to continue to to bring you uh women's basketball news across the board whether it be college whether it be WNBA whether it be world news um we're right here for you on the her hoof stats podcast network we have some great games starting tonight right in college park with Maryland and South Carolina so if you are in the DMV area you need to make your way over there to the Xfinity yeah. Center cuz it's going to be so incredible over there i saw uh, Diamond Miller and um, Cheyenne Sellers were going around to the different dining halls on campus, <laughs> saying, "Hey, you guys need to come to the game tomorrow." So, I think that's what it's all about. You know, the community, uh, the basketball fan community in this DMV area is strong. So, I, I know it's going to be fun. And plus, Don Staley's coming in, so I'm excited for the whole entire dynamic of the evening. Mm. So, I, I can't wait for the the joke this evening. It's going to be a big day. It's going to be a big day. But until then. Uh, we will sign off for now. They are shutting the lights off here on courtside. We have to get up out of here. And Gabe, it's been a pleasure, my friend, uh, chit-chatting with you today. I'm Christy Winter Scott for Gabe Ibrahim. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.